Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. I ain't ever met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have. Some of he never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my mind. Here we go. Right here. See yep. you yep. at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Nope. I don't, don't care. care. in my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare right to the hook right here just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there low budget live not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful Middle Tennessee, and this is the podcast for June the 28th, 2021, and it's the last podcast for the month of June. Holy cow, guys. Holy cow, you bunch of low lifers! It's the end of June. It's almost July, and that means one thing. Actually, it means several things. I'll get in trouble if I say it only means one thing, but the next time I talk to y'all, I will have made it around this Old world, 38 years, 38 trips around the sun on this planet Earth on July 3rd, and uh, we're going to celebrate in style here in Middle Tennessee, I can promise you, and uh, a little quick housekeeping announcement. So I record on Sundays a lot of times, most of the time, actually, this is, I'm recording this on a Sunday, and uh Next week, I'm going, to take, I'm going to take it off. I'm going to take the weekend off, and I'm going to not post a Monday low-budget live, but we are going to do a Tuesday low-budget live, live, live. Live, live, live on July the 8th, 7 p.m. So what we're shooting for YouTube. We're going to try to get it up on Facebook as well. But a actual live, and for all you podcast listeners, you can listen the next morning. I'll have it uploaded for you. You can watch it on the tube. You can check it out on iTunes. All that good stuff. If you're listening on the Waypoint Collective, you know where to find it. iTunes, Spotify. But so no Monday, there will be no July. Uh, I think I actually read that wrong. I don't think that's July 8th. Hang on. Let's look at that again. I think I read that wrong. July the 6th, you dummy. It'll be July the 6th. July the 6th. It's low budget. I'm a one-man show. I don't care. I, I, I messed the date up. July the 6th. The sixth. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, there we go. Housekeeping. So no Monday LBL, but a live interacting with y'all. Go mix it up. Have a good time. Appreciate each and every one of you listening. If you are new to the program, you are a low lifer. From now on, I'm sorry. There's a lot of y'all that tune in that don't like me, but you're low lifers. Whether you want to admit it or not, you might not admit it at a family reunion or at your job, but you're a low lifer. So congratulations. And y'all that listen Loyally, you've got so many fishing podcasts out there you could listen to, particularly bass fishing podcasts. Some great ones. 
It's a short list and a lot of bad ones. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. And y'all bad ones, y'all, y'all know who you, you know, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know who y'all are out there. I may be one of them to some people, but uh, I work hard. I work hard. So, all right. We appreciate you, each and every one of you. Uh, crazy week this week. Always crazy. Took the boys saltwater fishing, and it turned into saltwater chumming because uh, out of the 11 people on the boat, there were seven of them that threw up the whole time in the Gulf of Mexico down in Orange Beach, Alabama. And uh, it, was an, <laughs> it was an experience. I was not one of them. I had my sea legs reeled in them big snaps. Got them in, but uh, man, Hudson and Wes, blah, right over the side, looked like the exorcist. It was, uh, it was tough, man. They got sick on the way out. Shout out to the shady lady out of Zeke's Marina, Captain Brian. Good folks, good, good folks. If you ever want to go on a uh, good red snapper trip, they're the ones. I think we fished for 10 minutes. <laughs> we caught so many, it was stupid. Had 22 in a box and rolled her on back in in the four-footers. But uh, definitely hard to watch as a dad watching your, your young ones get sick. And, and there's no turning around, man. You're, you're invested once you get so far out. But uh, they're feeling all better now. And, and uh, we went and got them some, uh, some dipping Dots afterwards. So they were, they were all good. So uh, good times, good times down in the Gulf of Mexico. Got to say a quick thanks to our sponsor, StarTron. Y'all shaking that StarTron. Y'all tag me up in that all the time. I appreciate you. StarTron kicking ethanol in the teeth. In your weed eater, in your chainsaw, most importantly in your outboard engine because ethanol just gums up the works. It ruins everything. There's 10% ethanol in almost all the gas you get to pump unless you're buying marine grade, and then you're spending that extra money. So get you a bottle of this right here, StarTron. They sell it everywhere, everywhere. It's available almost everywhere. You have no excuse. This bottle right here treats 256 gallons. You put a little dab in your tank, pow, right there in the teeth, you old Ethanol, get out of my way. Nothing ruins a great down the water like an outboard engine that won't run. So kick it in the teeth with some StarTron, StarBright Cleaning Solutions. I actually had to break out some carpet clean earlier this week because Goose, my gigantic lab, actually threw up here in the OBL Bar and Grill, and it was gross. But uh, the carpet clean did the job down there. The, the, the folks at StarBright, StarTron, bringing you Low Budget Live. Almost four years. I'm trying to think what to do on the four-year anniversary this year, but we're going to have some fun. Uh, later on that's actually in august so coming up pretty soon the folks at sims right here always making me uh feel good on the water look good too i mean the triple threat she can't keep her hands off of me it's crazy she's just all the time just following me around now that i'm just fully loaded up on my sims i'm just kidding that, that's really not the case but she does like the sims clothing and i like her too i've been wearing out them uh, solar flex hoodies I know I'll tell you about them every week, but get them, man. Put that hood up. Keep that sun off the back. I, I don't like a buff, man. I can't I can't pull that off. And the only reason I ever wore a buff was to kind of keep the sun off my neck. So get that solar flex. Put that hood up. Rock and roll. Go catch you some bass. And they are biting right now on Tennessee River. It's a good time. Uh, did a little bit of that this week, too. So solar flex hoodie from Sims is a must-have. A must-have. Also, I have some little... Uh, sun pants they make too I like those when I'm riding around idling Keep that sun off my knees That idling looking at them garments can, can take its toll But I am here to remind all you low lifers You get one life, fish it well Pro Guide batteries, those 31 AGMs Been doing me right all year long Some of my favorite batteries I've ever ran I've had a lot of battery issues You hear me talk about it a lot on LBL But those Pro Guides took care of it for me You can use code LBL10 to get you 10% off over there at ProGuideBatteries.com. And last but certainly not least, hang the banner, boy. Boat's in the garage. Banner's over my shoulder. The Express X21, the official boat of Low Budget Live and Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus. Loving that thing, man. I got to take a uh, a new victim out this week that, that's, that's eyeing it up. He's eyeing him up in Express. I got him out on the water. Buddy of mine, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As soon as his feet hit that sea deck, he said, why do boats have carpet? And I said, that's a good dang question. It's a good question. He absolutely loved it, man. It got a little bouncy out there, a little bouncy, a little sporty on Pickwick Lake, man. But we were, uh, we were doing it in the Express X-21. Got to thank them for being the official boat and bringing you Low Budget Live and Low Budget Live Live and all the travel circus insanity in 2021 and beyond that Express X-21. The fine folks from Hot Springs, Arkansas, building excitement 
since 1966. All right. That's, that's it. You made it through. You know all the people now, some of the people. There are a lot of other people that make this all possible. But those, those folks right there really take care of the podcast specifically, and uh, we appreciate them. This week in fishing news, holy crap. Holy crap. Uh, in my opinion, one of the biggest stories we've seen in a while, if you were paying attention uh, to the business side of it, and y'all know, y'all know I do, Navico, parent company of Lowrance, or as a lot of my friends say, Lowrance Electronics, Brunswick, makers of fine bowling balls and outboard engines and boats and uh, this is a this is this is interesting, man. This is uh, it's more shrinking down consolidation of the marine industry as we know it, the marine fishing industry. And you may be sitting there going, "Man, why is that a big deal?" It's a huge deal, and I've talked about it a lot on the corporate greed podcast that I've done, and and uh, just the overall corporatization of things going on, and we see it in a lot of companies uh, now. And and I think that it, it's it's crazy. Uh, how small the industry gets. This industry is already tiny and it just keeps shrinking that much further. But this thing went for over a billion dollars. What? Let me say that again in case you were driving and, uh, you know, somebody blew their horn at you and you couldn't hear. Well, over a billion dollars. Yeah, a billion with a B. Damn, boy. I'm telling you, low budget live is for sale. I'll talk about all that corporate greed. Bring it right here. Bring your money. Put it on the barn grill. It's for sale, son. I mean, everybody's wanting a taste of that marine industry. But Brunswick, of course, uh, they own Mercury Motors, Mercury Outboards, and really changed that company a lot when they bought them. But one of the most interesting moves in my lifetime was when they bought Triton Boats from Earl Bentz. That was the first sale of Triton that Earl made. Of course, then Brunswick sold it to Platinum Equity to put it with Ranger and all that, and now it's under uh, Johnny's world out there. Johnny, uh, big shout-out, John, John Morris, uh, Bass Pro, but it's under that umbrella now. So that was kind of that first, you know, big shot in our industry, in my opinion, of in recent years. There have been, you know, OMC buying in years and years and years ago, like the Stratus world and all that when Earl sold the first time. Uh, Earl likes to sell. I don't blame him. He likes money, I guess. But uh, but uh, now he's back with Camus and they're rocking and rolling. But you've got uh, Brunswick. Now they own the, the crazy thing is that they own uh, dealers out there. They own distributors. You know they bought Land and Sea Distributing, which if you you're a boat dealer listening to this, you probably buy some parts from Land and Sea. So now they own the motors, the boats, uh, the the dealerships, the freaking distributors to sell you parts to the dealers. And now they own trolling motors, graphs, and whatnot. So it's interesting, man. They they definitely own it all. And then, like, if you want, because it's Brunswick, like, get get yourself some bowling balls. You could get yourself some bowling balls. It's a it's a weird deal, but very big company, giving over a billion dollars. And and what that normally means, in my experience, is you go you'll see cuts and different things. You know, uh, it, it'll affect us over time, man, but they definitely, uh, they controlling some stuff. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, interesting. That was some, that was some weird news. Of course, you know, me Garmin fish hunt all the way, baby, but certainly interesting. Cause now they got a trolling motor and you're, and you're wondering like, you know, Brunswick owns Lund, they own low boats, they own Crestliner. Uh, will you see those be Lawrence exclusive? They may already be, I'm not sure, but Will you see more and more of that the exclusivity? You know, you're going to run a Lawrence trolling. If you're going to get a Lund boat, you got to have a Lawrence. You know, be, it will be interesting to see. And then that keeps out the Mint Codas and the Garmins of the world, the motor guys from selling. It's, it's, uh, I don't want to say monopoly-ish, <laughs> but it's always interesting when one of those big business deals goes down. But that one, that one uh, was big news, man. Big, big news in the fishing world this week. Uh, something I want to touch on real quick, and we got a guest that's got some important things to say we're going to get to. But uh, I want to say go Vols, College Baseball World Series. Uh, we were two and done, sent us back to Knoxville. Proud of the boys this year. It was fun keeping up with it. My wife and kids and I have had a ball watching them. And uh, Coach Tony Vitello, the man that my wife has a super man crush on. I don't blame her. I think I do too. But they sent them home. But I just wanted to say, like, my hat goes out to North Carolina State because they got sent home because of COVID reasons. 
And I think that's totally just stupid at this point. And they're saying it was vaccinated players that actually tested positive. I'm not sure on all that. I ain't going to get in the middle of all that. But the NCAA knew it was going to be crazy because they released a press release at like 2 in the morning, sent them boys home. Man, it's just it's crazy. These are long seasons. And, uh, and Vanderbilt just walks into the championship, man. And I, I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm done with it now. Like, I was all in. I was going to watch it all the way through no matter what. Who was – you know, even though my team went home. And uh, it just sucks, man. I, I hate that for North Carolina State because they really kind of like that Cinderella deal. And and uh, so, shout out all you NC State fans out there, Wolfpack, because you got ripped off uh, because they can put 21,000 people with no mask in that stadium without testing, but the boys can't get out there on the field. It's just, it's just stupid. My, my whole thing with all the COVID stuff since the beginning is n- no – Two people handle it the same. No two groups handle it the same. No two cities handle it the same. Two state. And it's just like everybody pulling in different directions. And it's, I I don't know, it's just, it's B-A-N-A-N-A-S is what I say. Bananas. Bananas is what it is. Uh, So just wanted to drop that in there. I know it has nothing to do with fishing, but, you know, it's my show. Talk about what I want to. (laughs) Oh, and uh, moving on back to fishing. Now that I got that off my chest. Go Big Orange. Go Big Orange. Uh, speaking of bananas, insanity, whatever else you want to say, uh, the St. Lawrence River is the most incredible place in the world to me to catch a smallmouth bass. Text our guest real quick. I, I ain't never seen anything like this BPT tournament going on up there, man. I haven't got to watch it. Uh, a little. I watched some clips of it. I uh, watched Justin Lucas catch a six freaking 13, and I almost passed out. Uh, I've been there several times. It's it's an incredible place, man. If you ever get a chance to go, go. Uh, but Jacob Wheeler right now at recording has over 200 pounds. Like, I don't even know how many bass that is. I know it's a bunch. He's caught a bunch of big ones. A lot of people are like, oh, four my I don't want to have to catch that many bass. Like, it's just – like, it's obnoxious <laughs> to have to try to catch that many bats to compete. Jesus. But uh, Brent Ayler, I know he he posted up because I, I know fans want to see both. You know, there are people that are into that. And uh, there are obviously people that are still way more into the five fish because it's what we all grew up on. And immediately that's where my head goes. I was giving Alton uh, Jones Jr. a little out and a hard time after day one because he had a hundred and I don't know how many pounds, and I said, bro, my iPhone can't do this math to break it down. But I do think that it ended up being like a three-and-a-half-pound average, which is freaking insane because he caught almost 50. I mean, it's stupid. Uh, them boys rocked them, dude. So this is when they get to places like that, it's just wild to me, that format. And you can get so far out of it if you're in 30th place. You're like, oh, I got 90 pounds, and you're getting lapped. Uh, so it's crazy. And they're sight-fishing smallies using the old uh, flogger. And it's very interesting because that catch and release format to me, because they can go back and catch them. I think they've got some crappier weather after that first day when uh, Jacob caught however many pounds, like 160 something pounds. I don't know. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it was just I don't even know. Like I'm I'm speechless about it. Such an incredible fishery, and they went out of Messina, way up on the other end. I think bass is going out of Waddington, uh, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, we're going to get to some Bassmaster talk. Uh, but pretty crazy event, man. Pretty crazy event. Of course, uh, John Cox. Cox watch. Cox watch. That's the new Cox watch official uh, sound effect right there. Cox leading his group after day one with almost uh, 100 pounds in that group B. We're going to talk to John about it. He is our guest today. We're going to get him on the phone here in just a couple seconds. And John is in a unique spot, okay? Y'all know I've been keeping up, been doing a Cox Watch all year because John is uh, not only just a great human being, but he's an incredible fisherman. And he's doing something that's never been done before, man. He's fishing all the trails other than NPFL. And I think if he could have fit it in, he would have fished with us too from talking to John. And he's in a weird spot. And he wanted to come on and talk about it. And uh, he and I talked earlier this week. But basically, just to set it up before we get him on the phone, you know, he's fishing the Elite Series, he's fishing BPT. Of course, the Elite Series has very strict rules about off-limits and being on the water prior to events, like most tournament trails do. BPT is the same way. But John has known all year, and so is Bass, 
uh, and so is BPT, that this this was coming. And the last event of the year for the Elite Series is on the St. Lawrence River out of Waddington, about 20 miles down the river from Messina. The anglers, the Elite Series anglers, about, from what I'm hearing, about 50% of the field have voted to DQ John, where he can't fish the event. He's in the 30s in the AOI race, which going into the last two events means he's got a chance at a classic spot. And basically, they're just like, no bueno, you're not fishing. I get it from their standpoint, I do, but, but John, and he's going to tell us about it, not really giving himself a competitive advantage. He's agreed to not fish anywhere where he fished this week to turn left. He hasn't even gone near the Waddington area in practice. He, he's done all he can to try to prevent being disqualified from this event, okay? And he was not going to fish the Elite Series at the first of this year, to my understanding. He was going to do BPT and FLW, MLF. And he had to miss some MLF, the MLF, the big five. Uh, tackle warehouse deal He had to miss some of those Because of elites But He made a check at Gunnersville And left To go to the Harris Chain BPT So he made the cut Got a check But he left And From what I've heard Ruffled some feathers at bass That he left Now We've known all year What he was going to do You knew all year And you wanted him to fish So you made an exception Boyd Duckett has worked with him He's put him in group B Every event that overlapped in Elite Series so he can make it. Now, he's fished these events without practice, and he's done well in several of them in the BPTs this year. But Boyd did work with it, and John will tell you that. So we're going to get John on the phone. He wants to kind of speak his mind, plead his case, and I want to talk to him about it because I'm very interested in this situation. There's a lot going on with it, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen from New York, John Cox. Hey, man, what's happening? (laughs) Hey, buddy, that was a hell of an intro. That was that was amazing. I think that 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 was probably my best one. I might retire after that. I think that I may just travel and be your caddy from now on. Oh yeah, man, that was that was a good one. (laughs) You Um, you need a damn driver in your life, is what you need. Well, I know you got one, but you need one that's not your wife. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice because now I get her to come see me every uh, you know about every week and be like, babe, I got need I need you to drive (laughs) to fly out. Drive me a, you know, a few hours to wherever the next one is. Are they up there with you right now? Uh, they went back for uh, the last uh, six or seven days. Uh, it was their daughter's uh, birthday. So okay. She went, and, uh, but they're coming back tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow. So yeah. they'll be back up there, and because uh, you're going to be up there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be up here uh, uh, at least uh, at least to the middle of August. I think. That's so cra- That's so wild, man. But what a place to be, dude. Oh gosh, man! I know it, it is. It's a. Uh, it's honestly incredible. It's like this is like that. That part of the season that uh, you know everybody's happy and it's just uh, man, it's just so much fun. You get so many bites. I, I was thinking the other day how if we had to do these tournaments first and then go back to largemouth fishing, uh, you know, like the rest of the season, it would be really hard to, uh, you know, to go fish some of those places after fishing here. You know. Can you imagine going to like Santee in the fall <laughs> after going smallmouth yeah. fishing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Brutal, oh, bro. Oh, yeah. Well, so I talked to you in practice, and and I so I set this up by talking about kind of the situation you're in with everything going on, and it was kind of unforeseen, the situation you were in. But, dude, talking to you that day, you're like, oh, I got one, and, and <laughs> you're telling me all this stuff about your practice, and then you go out in your group – and you catch almost a hundred pounds of smallies, and you yeah. told me you said, "Bro, if it wasn't cloudy, I don't know if my heart could take it." Yeah, yeah it was. It, and you know, it. it uh, I was just fishing shallow, you know, and and, and not being able to see the targets uh, made it. It made it tough. But man, they just they were just biting. Man, it was so much fun. I don't know how. You know, we didn't. We just barely didn't break a hundred. But I don't know how those guys. I mean. You know, caught the you know so many guys. I think there was ten guys that broke a hundred. Yeah, in the other group, it's just it's crazy, dude. So how how did you catch them the first day? I didn't get to watch a lot of it. What you're saying, you know, shallow? Are you sight fishing? What are you doing? Yeah, well, so you know, I, I had a few that were still on beds, um, but I noticed they were really starting to pull out towards the points and stuff, and uh, and that's what I did. I kind of moved out on these like points right out from where the beds were, and. Um, 
and I was just taking a, like a Ned head and I was putting a, you know, it's funny story. So I, I didn't want to waste all my flat worms or my generals <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I had uh, these hit worms and, uh, and I had a few of them. I was like, I'll just use those in practice since I'll never use them and whatever. And man, like, you know, when I was on the phone, I mean, it was like, yeah, with them. <laughs> uh, so like that ended up being like what I was throwing mostly, um, you know, through that a lot. And then, uh, and then, uh, Berkeley came out to a bunch of the new, uh, max scent stuff. So I used, uh, this new crawl that they had and, uh, man, there's a lot of, you know, uh, I mean, it, they, they were just fighting, man. It, it was so much fun. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I, I love that a Florida boy just goes up there and just snatches all them too. <laughs> This two years in a row, dude, that you've made this smallmouth run. Like, I, I honestly like because I I was so upset when we left Sturgeon Bay, and I was just like, man, no more smallmouth fishing for like a whole. Like, we actually came in, and I dropped my cameraman off the last day, and they were doing the awards, the guy who won or whatever, and uh, all the kids, the kids jumped in the boat, and the wife jumped in, and we went and fished till dark. That's you know, awesome, man. Day, just to get you know get a little more in before we left. And uh, so when I got out there, I was just like, I was so happy. Like, couldn't sleep the night before. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And you actually got to rest for this event, which has been rare for you for the most yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? I think I, was, I think I got 12 hours the day before the tournament because I was in the Group B or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and that might have been why I couldn't sleep at all the, the next night. But That's killer, dude. And yeah. we, we talked a little bit on the phone. You left the Classic and drove straight to the Potomac yeah. to fish yeah. back to back. <laughs> I mean, it's you can see daylight now, though, right? Like, we're winding <laughs> down. You can see daylight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're definitely at the tail end of all this. And, uh, and man, I mean, it was – that was the main, it was like, just make it to where, you know, we get up north and the kids are out of school and stuff. And, uh, you know, they're able to stay with me. And I think they were with me the last uh, two weeks before, you know, before I got here. So, um, That's it's, awesome. nice to have, it's nice to have them with me, you know, and then I don't feel like I'm missing too much, you know? No doubt, uh, dude. Yeah. Well, let, speaking of missing, we got, we got to talk about this because I, I, here's the thing, man. I, I introed it and I talked a little bit about it, but I won't, I, and the more I thought about it, you and I got off the phone and I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to get on here and I'm going to get on my soapbox like I always do. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. But I thought, you know what? I want to hear that. I want people to hear it from you, you know, in your own words, kind of what's going on. And I set it up, you know, both organizations have known all year that this was going to be the case, right? The schedules haven't changed as far as these right. events are concerned. And right. Bass does have an off-limits just like MLF, just like FLW, just like MPFL. They all have off-limits, and I understand that. But right. uh, I know you said MLF is making an exception for the Champlain Toyota Series guys, I guess, before your Champlain event. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that so the Champlain one, they moved it around and um, – you know, so I'll be able to fish the the Bass Elite one, uh, and and the MLF. Yeah, and the MLF one there. So that you know, so that fixed that conflict, and then uh, yeah, and then so then the only other conflict we have was was this one was inside of the uh, St. Lawrence Bassmaster uh, thirty day off limits. Uh, but we're going out of two different ramps, you know. So right. Fast. We're going out of Waddington. Um, you know, this the MLF one. We went out of Encina and. Uh, and so I just, you know, we don't, we don't have an exact answer. We don't really know what's going to happen. Um, I'm hoping there's, you know, I'm hoping there's some way to fish the Waddington event. Uh, so what I did this event, I, I jumped in at Messina and I just stayed, I just stayed to the right of the boat ramp at Messina. You know, I stayed there and spent both my practice days. I'm going to fish my entire tournament right there in that little stretch section of river. And, um, uh, you know, not being anywhere near Waddington and never, I've never even seen Waddington anyways to begin with. Which kind of puts you at a handicap, right? Even well, though a yeah. hundred pounds don't look like your handicap, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you stayed close. You, you, you did that intentionally. So you hope that the bass elite guys would say, all right, let's let him fish. Cause you're trying to make a check. I mean, uh, right. feeding your family yeah. doing this. Right. And I mean, the thing is too, I mean, we're not there. I mean, I know we're competing and everything, but I mean, we're there to, we're here to, you know, sell boats, sell baits. And like, you know, it's like it's what you, you do know, for a living. Work. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we are, we are working for a living. So I just hate that. Uh, you know, I, I just hope it's not where, uh, guys think, you know, they don't want me fishing that because of, you know, uh, it's an extra, I mean, it's an extra spot in the classic or extra check that someone else is going to get, you know, like I just, 
I just hope that, you know, everybody kind of realizes that it's, you know, it's work, you know, we're all working. I'm not, I'm not out here trying to get an advantage. I mean, that's what the rule is made for. I think was the 30 days. They don't want someone on a body of water camping weeks and weeks at a time learning every inch of it, you know, and, without a doubt. And I'm, I mean, I'm like cutting the whole thing. Like I'm not even going to go anywhere near where I was. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully it works out, man. I, I mean, I hate to, I mean, dude, this, I mean, it's incredible fishing. I mean, everybody loves it up here. Um, you know, just we'll have to see when it, when it rolls around. No, so <laughs> when do you think they'll, they'll make a decision on that? Uh, you know, I really have no idea. I mean, as of now, you know, I'll go to Champlain, uh, straight from this one next week. And, um, I'm going to fish that one for the Bass Elites and then the Waddington events right after it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to show up as practice and, and uh, show up for day one. and, and uh, See what happens. See if they carry off yeah. in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see what happens. Dude, I hope that that's what happens. I'll be honest. Like, I want you to fish, but I hope it's like they drag you kicking and screaming with your flat worms and your damn spinning rod, and you're like, I just want to fish. Yeah. Let me fish. I may come up there and protest, and then you can take me fishing, and we'll just go fish around all the guys that voted against letting you in. We'll be like, there's um, one of them. Let's go over yeah. there. Just me and you out there, cut off T-shirts. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Eating pizza, drinking Slurpees. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Dude, you let me know, like, hey, man, I'm kind of getting this vibe, Luke. They might disqualify. I'm coming. I'm coming up there, and we're doing it. All right. That sounds like a plan. Dude, listen, we'll go down swinging with them, and then then we'll just – we'll do whatever we got to do. But, like, I'll get us out of jail. I'll do whatever I got to do. Right. Um, Well, you told me something interesting, man, because you've been – it is mainly that the organization itself hasn't made a call yet officially, like tournament directors, all that. But the anglers, there are a certain group of anglers, uh, and we're not naming names because th- there's no need. But there are a, a, a lot of them that have voted. Hey, we don't. We think John should be DQ'd, and because there is that classic spot. And to me, it's like I told you on the phone. If you were in a hundredth place, I don't think they would care. And if and if you weren't a dominant angler, I feel like they wouldn't care. If it was me, they'd be like, "Oh, it's just Luke. Let him in. <laughs> Let him fish. He loves to drag his drop shot around and not catch any." <laughs> But I mean, but man, I think it, it does, you know, the wolves get to circle this time of year. Guys are, are, you know, like I said, you're all doing it for a living. So right. I see all angles on it. I really right. do. But at the same time, you mentioned it's like a brotherhood, a fraternity almost. These guys knew this was coming all year. So I wish this would would have become an issue three months ago. That way, you know, or four months ago, even because, dude, that's their last event you have. I do the Cox Watch update after every event. Cox Watch because <laughs> it's incredible. It's dude, and I said from the beginning. I told you this on the phone again the other day. You were like this little white dove of peace that like all these guys. Like boy, Ducky gets a bad rap. Hell, I give him one a lot of times right on this show, <laughs> and self admit it. And and he's like, "Hey, John, we'll take care of you." And dude, he has right. I mean, is that fair right. to say? Oh, he yeah. worked with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they, I missed two of their events, you know, um, to fish, uh, Bass Elite events, you know? So, I mean, that was, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't want to miss anymore, you know? And I I just, uh, no, you want every chance to win money you can. Yeah. And I mean, and I, you know, it's just, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, hopefully it's all going to work out. Hope so, man. I, I, fingers crossed that it does dude. That's what we talked about the other day. Just you've came so far this year. It would be awesome to see you qualify for the classic Red Crest, mm-hmm. the title champion. I mean, dude, if you mm-hmm. can do all that, can you make the title? I don't know where you're at over I, there because well, so, you had to miss so events. Because I, I well, because I missed two in that. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but I mean, if we have a, a, you know, like Bass is doing like a COVID drop where they drop one of your worst finishes, and uh, so I don't know if, if um, you know Pro Circuit does that too. There's a really good op- you know, really good chance I might make that one too. Wait a second. Yes. Can I, you drop your DQ? Well, no. So I have a, I had, I got three points at Neely. Hill. Oh, okay. So okay. That was the one they dropped, but I, I don't know. I mean, if I got, I, I don't know. I mean, it would, it, it's pretty much like if, uh, if for some reason I get disqualified, it's pretty much like I had two zeros. Yeah. That's brutal. You know, with the Neely Henry one, which is awful. I mean, gosh, I mean, I finished third to last. Yeah. Time. What happened but, there? Let's talk about that. For you a know, second. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> 
showed up and uh, <laughs> I was, was kind of tired. I've never seen the the lake. And, and you guys uh, got through a curve that week too, man. Yeah, and it was like it rained a bunch. I guess it rained a bunch. I don't know. I, I guess a lot of stuff. And <laughs> I got there, I just couldn't get on them. I couldn't find anything. And you came uh, straight yeah. from Travis. Yep. To that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, and they actually they postponed. I got there. We drove all through the night. It was like twelve and a half hours from Travis, and uh, we got there at like seven in the morning, uh, right before takeoff. And they uh, they canceled the day, which was was awesome because of, uh, <laughs> all the high water. And uh, you know, I got a little bit of sleep, and uh, but it didn't help. I just couldn't catch them. I mean, I was all around the guys that were catching them. It was just um, you know, sometimes you wake up and uh, you forget how to fish. They don't. They don't <laughs> jump in the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot on LBL right now. Mm-hmm. Are you going to commit to the MPFL next year too? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Come man. on, we four know. trails. Come on, John. I, I know. I mean, gosh. I, I mean, you uh, and Keith. I really enjoy. I I like watching you guys on live. I mean, it's been uh, it's you know, and I don't know if it's just because Keith's on there. It seems like all the time, but I mean, I just I like what I like seeing a lot of them new guys. You know, having that opportunity and uh, man, I, I don't know. Maybe a, we'll come over there for a couple. <laughs> come on, just come, just come for a couple. If you can't join us yeah. for all of them, man, and because yeah. nothing. I mean, we've we've already got a John Cox over there. So Cox versus <laughs> Cox, just all the Cox <laughs> on the MPFL, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> dude. I think if you were over there. Scott Martin might lose his mind if there were all those, just all the cocks over there. He just, he wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> he wouldn't know who's, who's who. He wouldn't know who's who. He just have to just turn his damn phone off. He won't be yeah, able to keep yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that really might create an issue for me because I get confused as it is. You know, I, yeah, I might yeah. not be able to do the live coverage as well. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I always, when uh, the other John Cox, he was in front of Keith on one of them, and I'm like, uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, look, Keith, I'm on there whooping up on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Were you, uh, were you, you super pumped when Keith won, right? Oh, dude. I mean, that's, I mean. I mean, gosh, man. And I, I honestly, like, I thought he was going to win the classic. Like, I was just, uh, you know, just so happy for him. Dude, it, I have enjoyed getting to know that guy more and more this year. He's, uh, I see why, knowing you like I know you, I see why you guys just, man, you mesh. And uh, I hadn't, so I didn't know until the Berkeley video, which is the best thing I've ever seen in bass fishing. I, I say, I, seriously, honest to God, dude, it is the best. <laughs> Like, from the creativity side of the video, your story and everything, I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. I shared it on all my paper. Honestly, like, I'm not just saying that. Like, I, I, I right. text Brad, and I'm like, dude, this is incredible. Uh, but I did not realize that Keith won the co-angler side of that Red River tournament that you won. I had yeah. no idea. Dude, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. I know, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Dude. dude we we're going we to quit. We were driving I know. out there. We, we, like, weren't even really talking to each other because we're, like, you know, we, we borrow his dad's credit card. I'm, like, dude, this is it. This is like it's over. Real, you know? It's done, you know? Unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, and then we both won. Like, and we didn't even fish together. We weren't even in the boat together. How crazy you know? is that, man? And I had no clue. I knew about your team tournament stuff, and I – but I didn't know that you guys pulled your winnings basically for you to fish the FLW Tour yeah. on the pro yeah. side, and he fished all of them as a co-angler, right? Yeah, yep. And he won that event, and you won it on the yep. pro- like that's just dude. And it was, you know, was was even was even more crazy. So I'm running down day three, and I have the co angler that's leading with me, and he's like, "I'm gonna win." You know, your co anglers called him every day, and I'm running down to go through the lock, and I hang a left, and I'm like, "I'm not going down there today." <laughs> and, no and like, way. I, I yeah, I didn't go to the pipe, and I didn't, and I was, and I was like. I don't know. I was sick to my stomach, but I was like, you know, in the back of my head, it was like, he does not have a shot to win if I take this guy in there. Wow, and, uh, dude. I dude. sound like so Chris I Jones. Stayed in the, I stayed in the boat ramp pool, and, and like, at, at like 11, I had nothing. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're an idiot. You know, you should have, you know. And I finally caught enough, you know, right there. But, uh, I mean, it was just uh, – it was just so crazy. That tournament was nuts. That is freaking insane, man. I, I'm telling if y'all the video we're talking about Berkeley, it's it's on all John's social media, Keith Carson's social media. Bassmaster shared it. I've shared it. Go go find it if you haven't seen it. It tells the story of these two guys from when they were young to where they're at now, which is incredible. They both got professional wins this year. 
Um, Keith finally got a boat. He's not having to borrow John's old one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Keith won out of John's boat twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he finally got a boat of his own. Bless his heart. He finally got one. I was giving him a hard time down there in Florida. I'm like, dude, I missed the hand-painted name on the side of it. It's the Harris chain. I was giving him hell. Yeah, I know it. It's incredible, dude. Uh, well, John, man, I look. I know you. You got tackled a rig. You probably got like at least two rods to tie up uh, for tomorrow, and you probably haven't done it yet, if I'm guessing. Because uh, yeah. have you not? No, I haven't done. It okay, yet. it's four thirty the day before his round two, guys. You heard it here. He hasn't done anything yet. That's why John Cox beat you. <laughs> Just low and slow, baby. I love it, John boy. Right. I love it, man. Right. Well, dude, go uh, go win your round and make a top ten on the freaking St. Lawrence River. How cool Gosh. would that be, dude? Oh, dude, that'd be. I mean, I, I just mean if, if I can win the round and skip the knockout round, that'd just be. And to go right into the top 10 on the last day. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. Hey, talk about that just real quick because that you just brought up a really good point. You guys get to skip out if you're the winner of your round, of course. Dude, yeah. talk about having to catch that freaking mini just to qualify, though. Like, is that – that's just so different than any other format. I mean, oh, it's just – what does that do I mean, to you it, mentally? Like, you got to think about it, right? Yo, yeah. Like, you don't know, like, am I burning too many fish and and – um, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I've never, I've, I haven't been at, I haven't, uh, fished one yet where I've actually, uh, led the round except, uh, when we were at Sturgeon Bay last year. Right. And, um, and man, it, I mean, it, it's like, I don't, the, what I was thinking is if you can win the round and skip the knockout round and, and hopefully no one's on your fish, yeah, you can, you can let them rest the day and then, you know, your weight start over, um, you know, I don't know. There, I think there is a you know a formula that will you know. I, I just don't know it yet. You know what's gonna. Yeah, yeah. You know. What? Because uh, I mean, some like Wheeler won the other day, and he he uh, intentionally uh, didn't win the round so that he could fish the knockout round, so he could stay on his spot and kind of stay with the fish. You know. Seriously, yeah, I haven't heard like that. He up, and he ended up winning. You know. Wow. But, so I don't know. I think if you have a if you have a spot that's that good and you know and you know other people know about it and it's it's small enough to protect, then it's it might be worth. Damn, it. that's risky. The knockout round. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it. I, I want to be in the top ten and take my chances. Well, the money gets so much better in the top ten too, right? Oh yeah, like tenth place, like twenty grand. Yeah, you got to I got I got fifth the other day in Texas and it was like thirty grand. Yeah, you like got you got to go take that money. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, top 10s is, is top 10s are too hard to come by in any group especially that yeah. group so yeah yeah I, I get that dude well that yeah I was thinking today like seeing like Dudley today's around the cut line whatever with a hundred and something pounds. I'm just like how do you even I don't even know how you're like oh yeah I'm 14th with a hundred and whatever pounds yeah I, I was messing with little Alton and I said bro my iPhone doesn't do this math like I don't even know is that good like I don't know what you call like it's a bunch but I don't know and then I did honest to God I was giving him hell on Twitter and I ended up doing the math and it was like over a three pound average. And I was like, yeah, that's catching them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's smashing. Like, I don't care what yeah. tournament you're in. Like that's smashing when you catch 50 over three, like that's a pretty damn good day. <laughs> that is so crazy. It's stupid, dude. And then uh, Lucas had a six thirteen. Have you seen one anywhere near that side, like a sixer since you've been there? No. Uh, I mean, I'm in that one little section. I don't think, uh, you know, the biggest I caught, I think was only like four twelve, which is still a big one. Big though. one. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, man, I don't know. I guess there's certain parts of the, the river that might hold some bigger ones. Though, yeah. That's what it seems like anyway. It seems like a lot of them guys are catching, like, multiple fives. and you know, It's crazy, I, I dude. Know. Maybe they'll show up where I'm at. I don't know. Do you, uh, do you have a lot of company up there? Uh, I didn't until, until – I didn't see anybody until about going into the second period. And then, and then it seemed like some guys started. Oh, do you think that? Do you think that happens? Because I think it I happens. I mean, well, see, that's the thing. Like you know, like people know. Like I came out of the ramp. Everybody went left. I was the only one. Left. <laughs> and, you know, and they're like, "Damn, you know. he's beating our ass at the boat ramp. Let's go, Bill." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they gave us an hour runtime this time, so it was like, "Holy was crap!" Like, Dude, I made a ride out of the ramp, and I like sat there for fifty <laughs> minutes. And I was like, <laughs> I was like. I was, it was pouring rain, and I was trying to sit under this dock, and I was like, this is all. I wish I could the truck. <laughs> you know, I was like, I didn't, didn't know what to do. I guess some of the guys, like, idle around and stuff, but. 
you know, we ripped the transducer off the week before and I haven't put it back on. So I was like, eh, we'll just sit under this dock. So now. you're fishing the St. Lawrence River with no transducer at the boat yeah. ramp, well, yeah, beating and, asses. And, you know, so I, so I, I went out of my comfort zone. I put the old Trex back on. Uh-oh. And, uh, and so, like, and I don't have the connector to hook to the ramp, so I, I had nothing. <laughs> yesterday i, I love you john cox i swear to god there's nothing better in bass fishing man <laughs> y'all think we all listen i'm an electronics guy we all talk about all the time you don't need anything you need a freak you need some damn berkeley's plastics and some jig heads and you need to just go yeah. fish <laughs> quit worrying about all this crap you did yeah. the same thing at freaking st Clair last year man yeah, yeah. God, it's so much fun. Dude, I love it, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I wanted to get that story out there because I think it's important for people to hear kind of what you're going through, man, because it's you've been the most interesting story in bass fishing this year, putting it all out there, just busting your ass to fish all these tournaments. So I definitely wanted well, to share it, buddy, and I appreciate thanks. you coming on. Yeah, thanks, Luke. I mean, I, I really think – I mean, I, I honestly think if all the fans kind of got behind me, I mean, that might be – Let's that start a petition. Yeah. I Let's mean, go. We're there. We're there. We're there for the fans. And, and so, I mean, it's like, uh, it's just hard to, it's hard when you're competing against people to let the, the competitors decide on it. You I know? agree it's with that. Hard, yep. It's just hard for that to, you know, because everybody wants to win. You know? No doubt about it, man. But, and, and people don't like getting beat. That's for sure. None of us do. And, and that's, right. uh, it definitely plays in there. That competitive nature comes out, especially late in the year, man. So, Right. Uh, and as fishermen, I think we're the world's biggest bitches. Like we just all, <laughs> at some point, we just truly, dude. Like I, I oh, mean, yeah. it, everybody just complains. You caught a hundred pounds, and you were probably like, yeah. "Damn, I wish I could have caught a hundred and fifteen. You know what I mean? Like that's just how we are. Uh, you asked my wife when we leave the tournament, like it'd be a great tournament, and you know we just didn't win. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you're, you're a bitch about it. Yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. you won Smith yeah. Lake this year, and you're probably like, man, I wish I could have caught more of them on a buzz bait or something. I mean, like, <laughs> and you won. Like, I should have thrown this this a little yeah. bit more. I mean, that's all That's all of us, dude. That's all. Yeah, I that's took my, – I, My complaint at Smith Lake was I was like, man, I wish I didn't have to weigh in that one spotted bag. <laughs> That, that's it right God. there. I took a I took Brad Fuller from the MPFL out on Pickwick this week, and dude, we just cracked on him, and mm. I was mad. <laughs> when we got back, I mean, we caught like fifty. I don't know, it was stupid. And he goes, "Dude, that was incredible! Like, thank you so much." I was like, "Ah, it's all right." And he goes, "It was all right." Like we crushed him, and I was like, "Yeah, but dude, we like we didn't catch any fives and." Like, it just, like, sometimes you pull up on that one spot where we caught them. Like, dude, I catch 25 pounds, like, six throws. Like, that, right, I was right. like, we caught 18. That sucked. <laughs> and he was like, you're, that's so crazy. I'm like, yeah, that's just what it is, man. I, but I was legitimately pissed off. <laughs> and he was like, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't know. We didn't catch any big ones. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, I wanted to show you what the Tennessee River's about, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, brother, go catch them up tomorrow. I'm going to watch and, uh, just give something, uh, give old JT something to talk about tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> hey, when you can hey, do this for me. If you catch a five pounder tomorrow, cause your biggest was four twelve, say that's a low lifer right there, boys. That's what we want to say. <laughs> Look at that low lifer. Give me a shout out. All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right, buddy. See you, John right, Cox. See you, bud. John freaking Cox right there. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live. Oh me. Interesting situation he's in, ladies and gentlemen. Very interesting. Uh, you know, something he told me, he, did, he didn't say it there, but something he told me, and I hope he doesn't care for me sharing this, but he actually offered, even if they disqualified him, to come fish the tournament. He's like, even if I get zeros, just let me come fish so I can promote my sponsors, go catch smallmouth, do whatever. And they're like, you're overthinking this. You know, and, and it's just uh, it's too bad, man, because – John's not a malicious dude. I think he's a very competitive dude, but I don't think he's he's not fishing this event to try to get a competitive advantage of that. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, he's seeing what the river's doing right now, and I get that. Uh, he knows what stage those fish are in, but he's offering to not even go anywhere near where he fished. And let's be honest, there are Elite Series guys right now watching every minute of that BPT coverage, seeing where those guys are at in the river, seeing how they're catching them, and they know just as much as John does on the water, in my opinion, of what's going on. Got seven, eight hours of coverage a day. You know which area these guys are in, uh, especially if you've been there. So 
And a lot's going to change in the time period they've got before they fish there. They've got a few weeks. But uh, hopefully they do the right thing. And, and look, man, guys, the Wolves get to circling. There's one classic spot up for grabs because John most likely will qualify for the classic. He's right there close. And 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 I get it. There's there's pros and cons. Uh but to me, if the guy is, is certainly determined enough to pull this off all year long, it just sucks that it comes down to the last term of the year and you might disqualify him. That's all I'm saying. I think, it's, I think it sucks. Uh, and, and MLF, the organization that does catch more hell from me, from a lot of people, they've worked with him all year long. And, and if I'm a tournament director, a tournament organization CEO, whatever – you want John Cox in your field, man. Like you just do from a, you know, he's great on camera. He's great with fans. He's just, he's a phenom. He's just a good damn dude. So that's my thing, man. They need to do the right thing. They need to let him fish. He's obviously willing to do whatever. He's within sight of the freaking ramp. That machine, like it's just crazy. And he's leading. He's a freak of nature even when you handicap him. So don't, you know, do the right thing. Do the right thing, Bass. Do the right thing. Uh, I wanted to say this. Uh, I read something over the weekend. One of the heroes of mine, uh, Mr. Flip Pallet, saltwater guru, post uh, that we lost a legend in the uh, fishing world. Legend to me, a guy that I learned a lot from watching his videos. And uh, Glenn Lau, who, who if, if you don't know, was a legendary underwater uh you know, filmmaker, photographer, videographer, and he spent many years in a river in Florida documenting largemouth bass, big mouth, and big mouth forever. I had them on VHS when I was a kid. Showed these fish, like, inhaling a lure and spitting it out before the angler knew it and all kind of cool stuff, and I learned so much from those those tapes as a kid, and uh, we lost Mr. Lau, so I want to say rest in peace to a, uh, a legend that that did some amazing things with a camera and taught uh, the world so much about bass and bass behavior. Uh, hated to see that um, big time. But uh, thank you all for listening every single week. Like I said, there's a lot of fishing podcasts out there, man. Uh, more and more every day, it seems like. And I appreciate you guys, that the low lifers, guys and gals that are loyal, uh, tuning in every week, week after week messaging me, commenting, man, I, I appreciate it. Supporting the sponsors, tagging me in posts, uh, tagging me in the music posts when you find my music, uh, new music coming on iTunes. Just slide that in there very, like this week, trying to get it up. Uh, but I appreciate it. Like it, it just, uh, life's busy, life's crazy. I've described that before. Got a lot of irons in the fire, but uh, I'm always going to try to make time for this, man. I, I love it. And uh, I, I appreciate each and every one of you low lifers for tuning in. Happy early 4th of July. Happy birthday to me. Come on. July 3rd, I'll be 30 freaking 8. Can't believe it, man. I'm still two years away from 40, though. Bye, George. Uh, thank each and every one of you, man. I'll see y'all next week. Be sure to hug your mama. And we're going to do it live. Low budget live. Actually live. July the 6th, 7 p.m. We're going to do the damn thing. I'm going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. Song written and recorded by me. Let's go. This highway does not know my name. Love you, miss you. I never could make it last. Sweet. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway. Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To get there